When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Adam Hunter here. We have a brand new MA Roasted podcast today. It's going to be great. We have Grant Dawson calling in as well as Cody Stamen, two upcoming prospects in the UFC. These guys are gonna be huge, trust me. I wanna thank our sponsors. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. It's legal, yes. So go to speedweed.com, they will deliver it right to you. They got the best marijuana, CBD, vapes, THC sex lube, they will get it to you. They'll deliver it all over California. They're great people. My friend Gino runs the company. He is the man. Okay, go to at Speedweed. Go to speedweed.com. Check out everything they got. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off. Orders $100 or more. Also, if you're into CBD, and I am, okay, because it helps me relax, helps me uh, focus, helps me do all kinds of stuff, go to Santa Cruz Medicinals, okay? They got the best coconut oil, all right, the best olive oil. They can make anything CBD infused. Their CBD coconut oil is top-notch. CBD olive oil, top-notch, okay? And they have uh, CBD face masks. Uh, They have CBD vape pens. Anything CBD, they have it. Follow them at Santa Cruz Medicinals. Go to scmedicinals.com. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off. Orders of $100 or more. Okay? Now let's talk to Cody Stamen and let's talk to my man, okay, the one, the only, Grant Dawson. It's going. What's up, guys? What's up? It's just, it's just me today, uh, Adam Hunter. I met Grant. I did a comedy show in, uh, where was I, Kansas City, Missouri. And you came with James yep. Krause and your beautiful girlfriend, uh, who I didn't realize was also a fighter. So, hello? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm having trouble hearing you. One second. Okay. All right, sorry, go ahead. So, yeah, so I was, I was saying I actually met you in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, I did a show with Jeremy yeah. Piven, and you showed up with your beautiful girlfriend, who I didn't realize was also a fighter. Yeah, man, uh, she is. She's an amateur. She's had like six or seven fights, um, and she's uh, looking to have another one here pretty soon. She seemed like the sweetest girl ever, and then I went on her Instagram. She's a freaking straight beast. Girl's a killer. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's five foot one, and and uh, if you if you look at her, she's just a ball of muscle. But she's got like little glasses. This nerdy little girl. I'm like, oh, that's nice of him to like <laughs> date this little like this little like you know hot geek and then uh turns out she's just a complete badass so that was that was pretty cool um but let's talk about you uh congratulations on your recent win thanks man i appreciate it It was a it was a long time coming and and we finally got her done yeah well that guy was uh that guy was tough you know it's tough to fight a guy like so tall and so good at submissions right like did he did he surprise you because you weren't able to kind of just beat the shit out of him like you do every, 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 everybody else? 
you know, he, he really did. I, I, I knew taking him down wasn't going to be very hard, but what I did not expect at all was how, you know, hard it was going to be to hold down his lanky, long arms, long legs. And, and he just kept getting up and getting up and I couldn't get off any of my, uh, my patented ground and pound, you know? So it, it was frustrating, but we made adjustments in the fight and, and I think we won every round. So, you know, a win's a win. Now you definitely won every round. Um, I know that in the first round, I was a little concerned cause he had you, I think in a triangle and he started elbowing your head and I was like, Oh no, uh, please don't get caught. Please don't get caught. How close were you and how tight was that? Was that triangle or was it a guillotine? Uh, so the triangle uh, wasn't wasn't super tight. It was on my my head or my I'm, I'm sorry my uh, my ears and my head, not my neck. So I could still breathe, but the problem is I was so dry. We were both so dry. I just I couldn't pull my head out. And I remember vividly thinking, God, I hope he doesn't elbow me in the head. And then all of a sudden I hear a thunk thunk, and I'm like, this son of a bitch, he's elbowing me in the head. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but as as long as I could breathe, I was like, I'm fine. I'll take elbows over not being able to breathe any day. Finally got out, and then we got to work. Were you close to going out at all or no? No, it, it, it wasn't. It, I was stuck, like I said, because I was so dry, but it, was, it, was, it wasn't on my neck. It wasn't you know, uh, uh, closing off my arteries or my mouth. I could still breathe. I just couldn't move. Yeah, and then, I mean, but it was good. It was like... You, you just warm down. You just, you're a complete grinder, and you don't run out of energy. How do you get your cardio so good? Uh, you said it, man. You know, in the gym with killers every day, just grinding, you know. Uh, constantly pushing forward, constantly. I mean, I train with guys that, that you know, you know James Krause. Yep. I can't, I can't hold him down for, for more than a few minutes or a few seconds, you know, and, and it's just – he doesn't get tired, so I have no choice but to, to keep pushing and training to not get tired. And and all of my fights, uh, aside from this one, have been finishes in the second round. I've never seen a third round until this fight. And uh, so people don't know that, like, I can keep up a pace. I can, I can push for 25 minutes. I can push for 15 minutes. As hard as you want to go, I'm going to go one notch above you. Was there any... Um moment of doubt at all during that fight where you're like, man, this guy's, this guy might have my number. Uh, there was in the second round, I, I couldn't keep him down, you know, and it was like, he, he wasn't doing any damage to me, but I just kept falling over. He kicked my leg, like right as I went to go step and it, it just knocked my legs out from under me. And I just, I hit my butt. And I just remember thinking like, that didn't hurt at all, but man, I look like an idiot. And then I got up, and, and he comes forward again, and I, as I went in to do, I tripped again. Like three times, I tripped, or he kicked my leg, or I just stumbled, and I fell over. And I just remember thinking in between rounds, God, I look like such an idiot. Like, I'm falling over. Like, nah, he just man. falls over in a fight. Dude, you didn't look at that. I mean, you, you won 30-27 I mean, on my card. I can't see how you lost a round. I mean, you looked great. I just think that, like you said, this is the UFC. You're not going to get finishes every single time. There are just some guys that are just harder to get out there than other guys, you know. Um, but you were a big favorite. Is is that more pressure? You think because you're like, you're a pretty big favorite, so you're expected to like look good and kind of win easy. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I don't think so. But I've been a favorite in most of my professional fights and. 
not that like it matters at all as an amateur, but I was an underdog for most of my amateur fights. You know, I got brought in to lose a lot of my amateur fights. So I'm kind of used to both sides of it. So I, I really don't think that it, it, it bugs me either way. And for sure, once they close the gate and they say, are you ready? The last thing I'm thinking is, oh, no, Vegas thinks I'm going to lose. You know, like right. it, it's all, hey, don't get hit in the face, man. Yeah, no. And then they kept they kept talking about your past. They kept saying how you you I, I didn't know this. I mean, when I met you, I mean, you seemed like a very normal, smart, good, you know, bright prospect. Well, I got you, you, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but you, you seemed like you had a lot going for you. And then they were saying that you were bullied a lot and that you were in special ed. And I'm like, was this the same dude that I met? Uh, is, is all that true? Yeah, man. Um, I didn't have so backstory on me i i was homeschooled up until uh freshman year or eighth grade or freshman year and uh freshman year is hard for you know anybody you know how it is being yeah. a freshman i'm sure you were one once and uh it, it's hard but i didn't have like social skills i lived in the country had my church friends and, and was homeschooled. So I didn't get to see a lot of, you know, people. And so when I got into, you know, just thrown into a, a public school, I didn't understand like how to act or how to, you know, I was, I was, you know, goofy, weird. And, and, and being a freshman is hard as it is, let alone when you don't know very many social skills. And on top of that, I am dyslexic and I was in special ed. So it, it was kind of difficult. I did have some, some guys, that, you know, picked on me and kind of, kind of pushed me around. But, you know, Paul Felder kind of, kind of said it too. I, I'm, I don't encourage bullying in any way, shape or form, but you know, it's all about using uh, your life lessons to grow you. And I, I think that it did grow me, you know, it got me into sports because I wanted an outlet. It got me into fighting because I wanted to learn how to defend myself and now I'm in the UFC, and, and I'm telling you, every single one of those kids from my school have messaged me and told me how proud they are of me and how they always believed in me. Whether that's true or not, uh, it's kind of cool. Now, why did your parents homeschool you? Uh, my, my, I come from a very religious family, and just, uh, you know, they, they thought that it would be best, you know, to teach uh, not-so-public-school you know, some of the, the views on, in public school. But then when they, they realized that I was dyslexic and I was uh, having trouble with reading and having trouble with math, they were like, we can't help him, you know, uh, grow in this area. So the, the most important thing for him is to get good at these skills and, and public school is the way to help. Right. So this is in like Nebraska. So you live in a, oh, a town of like 30 people? Yeah, uh, there were 26 kids in my graduating class. 26? Wow. 26 kids, yep, so, including myself, of course. So every kid played every sport? I mean, how did you guys – how was how was the football team? You guys just had played – everyone played everybody's, every position? I mean, 26. Uh, we did we, – we had eight-man football. That's how, that's how <laughs> small our school was. I played for two years. I didn't get to ever, like, play. So I was like, man, this is stupid. But if I go wrestle, I focus more on wrestling. I can, I can, you know, even if it's JV, which we didn't have a JV team because we were so small. So I was like, if I go wrestle, at least I'll be able to compete. And that's actually what got me into wrestling more than football was just being able to actually do it. So there were like more people in your homeschool than there were in your actual school. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I came from a big family. There's actually eight of us. Wow. So you didn't get laid at all in high school, huh? <laughs> uh, it, it took a while. Yeah. Wow. So did you end up going to college? I, I did not go to college. Um, I actually got a scholarship to wrestle at a university in college, and I turned it down because I wanted to do MMA. So after I graduated from high school, I moved to a bigger town, Lincoln, which has thousands and thousands of people in it, to, to go train there. And then after a year there, I was going to make my pro debut, so I moved to Lee Summit to train with James Krause, and that's where I am now. Wow. Now, where did you meet, did, now where did you meet your current uh, your, your, your girlfriend? Where did you meet her? Uh, say again? Where did, where did you meet your girlfriend? So she trains, at, or she did train at a gym that was a town over about three hours away. And she, you know, I had, she fought one of my teammates actually. And they fought. And I remember talking to my buddy, one of my best friends. And I was just like talking about how hot she was. And uh, he was like, yeah, you got no chance after my contender series fight. And I got the contract for the UFC. She messaged me, go figure. Oh, uh, wow. She messaged, me, <laughs> she messaged me on Snapchat. We just started talking. Uh, I went up there and and hung out with her, and we've been together ever since. Wow, that's that's good. Now, is she the only girl you ever been with? What's that? I uh, forget it. Now, what happened with uh, USADA? Because I, I saw that you pop, but then you didn't pop, and then like, what were you eating like a, a bad cow in Nebraska or something? What happened? <laughs> so I. Uh, I won the contender series. I got my contract. I got a fight signed, and I, I end up failing a drug test for a picogram of this substance. Wow! No idea what what's going on. Have couldn't couldn't figure out because I don't. I didn't take any supplements up until I got into the UFC, and uh, the supplements that I were taking were just protein. And so I was very confused. And we sent all of our stuff in that we could, and it actually came back that it, it was negative, you know? And, and so we were so confused. We went to our hearing. It, it was like 14 months off. We went to our hearing to try to get it reduced, you know, like so we had served 14 months and we had a whole nother year possible uh, to serve. We go there, we, we explain our case that we just, we don't know where it comes from. This protein is the only thing that we're taking. If it's not coming from there, where could it possibly be coming from? And USADA listens to our, this is, this is actually really cool, I think. USADA listens to our story and they go back and they're like, we're going to look at some numbers. We're going to look at some, some tests and we're going to see what we can do. And then they come back to us and they say, with how low that your percentage is, we can't tell if this was in your system uh, when you were in the UFC or before you were in the UFC. And if it was before you were in the UFC, you're not under our jurisdiction and it's not a, a red flag. I don't know the logistics behind it. I'm not a scientist, but they ended up determining that it might it, or it must have been in my system before I was in the UFC. Therefore, they dropped all the charges. Wow. It wasn't one of those like, Hey, you know, we'll we'll cut your your sentence in half. It's they drop the charges on me. So, let's say I fail again for some odd reason, that'll be considered a first offense because the last case was completely dropped. We were wrong. Sorry. Here's your career back. You don't think maybe that you being dyslexic that you spelled steroids backwards 
and that um, probably. <laughs> Probably. That's no. Uh, that's that's incredible. I'm happy that that actually that it because I was like, what the hell? I mean, so you? I mean, you were what taking pro, like a protein shake or something? You think it might have been? Yeah. So I was. There was a a shop next to our gym. It's called the Smoothie Shop, and they just serve protein and fruit. And and a bunch of my teammates go there after practices to, you know, whatever. And and they tasted good to me. I don't like the taste of protein shakes. That's why I don't ever really do them. But this one actually had really good tasting protein. So I was like, Hey, I'll just eat there now. I'm in the UFC. I need to, you know, start eating more protein or whatever. So I started and then, uh, this happened and I haven't touched a protein shake shake since. (laughs) That's incredible. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, everything got sorted out because I was like, this is unfair. So do you have to, uh, do you have to work a day job at all? Or do you have to actually, have a job or are you able to support yourself just fighting? Uh, yeah, I had to get, I had to go back to my, my day job at the nursing home because the UFC actually cut me. Oh, oh my God. What do you do at the uh, nursing home? What, what's that? What do you do at the nursing home? Uh, I wash dishes. <laughs> really? I wash dishes and I serve, uh, I, I serve uh, dinner. I'm basically a waiter that doesn't get tipped. Oh, that's that's so nice. Do you hang out with the older people and you talk to them and tell them? Yeah, st- I got I got a I got a group of people that that I'm in charge of taking care of and and making sure they get fed and figuring out what they want to eat. That's awesome. Yep, I get to see them pretty much every day. Do they all watch your fights? Uh, no, they all think I'm a boxer. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be really cute if like you pan, if like the UFC panned to them during your fights and they're all like going crazy and like shadow boxing and stuff. Yeah, I I don't I don't think uh, I don't think little Mary Lou would uh, would appreciate seeing me get hit in the face. No, I I heard STDs at nursing homes are like out of control. Is that true? Uh. I've worked there for four and a half years, and I, I've never heard that, no. Oh, okay. I, I, honestly, I have heard that. I heard that, like, there's a random sex going on and stuff in nursing homes. I was wondering. Well, I haven't gotten any from the random sex <laughs> I'm having there, so, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. So you called out Shane West, right? Shane West or Shane Black? Who did you call? Shane McMahon? Uh, Shane Young. Shane Young. Okay. You call, who is Shane Young, and why do you want to fight him so bad? Uh, Shane Young, he's 12 and 4 as a pro. He's had three fights in the UFC. He's 2 and 1 in the UFC. And the only reason I want to fight him is because he seems like a really nice guy, but he's a scrapper. Like, he walks forward and he likes to throw. I walk forward and I like to wrestle and throw. I just feel like it's a, it's a great fight to get some bonus money. You know? Uh, I think that win, lose, or draw, we're both walking away with, with 50 G's after that one. Well, well, you're gonna win, okay? No, 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 losers draw. All right, so fuck that. It's all winning for you. Yeah. Man. Honestly, I, I think the sky's the limit for you, man. I mean, you just, uh, you just come forward and, and you just don't stop. And you got great submissions, you got great striking, you got great wrestling, great jujitsu. I, I, I think you're gonna be up there, man. Honestly, for real. I really, I really appreciate that. That that means a lot to me. I, I've been working hard at this, man. Well, listen, my baby's crying, so I have to go change her diaper, but uh, we got to cut this a little short. Thank you for being on the podcast. Love to have you back, man. Where can people follow you? Uh, follow me on Instagram, guys. Grant Austin KGD. That's what I'm on the most. I don't get on Twitter because Twitter's a jerk. 
Uh, Adam, I can't wait to be on again. We're going to have you back. Take care, brother. All right, later. What's up, people? March Madness is upon us. It's another huge month in sports across the NBA and NCAA. There's only one place to get in all the action. That's betonline.ag. Support our podcast by going to www.clnsmedia.com forward slash winning and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's CLNS50. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Now, the NBA, the biggest matchups this week are the Celtics. Okay, they're taking on the, uh, the Golden State Warriors. And the Timberwolves are taking on the Jazz. Yes. And with plenty of excitement and drama happening on and off the court, you don't want to be left on the sidelines. Go where the action is at betonline.ag. Go there now. Yes. Go where the action is. Because CLNS Media and BOL are offering you a 50% sign-on bonus. That's 50% by signing up at clnsmedia.com forward slash winning and using our code CLNS50 with your first deposit. Yes, go to clnsmedia.com forward slash winning. Use promo code CLNS50 for your 50% sign-on bonus today. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Sexual performance issues, way more common than you think, okay? It's not good. One out of four guys suffer from ED, but it can be treated. Yes, today's your lucky day because Hims is a wellness brand for men. You've heard us talking about Hims, and if you haven't yet, get on board and stop struggling with ED. Because why do guys turn to weird solutions or to do nothing? They can instead turn to medicine and science. Getting older sometimes means certain parts of the body might not be working as much as they should. To start revving that engine again with ED treatment from Hims. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Listen, don't get defrauded by online sketchy marketplaces. It's hard, made easy. Being your best means performing your best. Okay, it's been featured in GQ, Men's Health, Esquire, and Playboy. Listen, the first month is just five dollars. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last and subject to your doctor approval. Restrictions may apply. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy. Go to forhims.com slash MMA Roast ED. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash MMA Roasted. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. What's up, people? Robinhood is an investing app, lets you buy and sell stocks. ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. So you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. You can view easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. How great is that? You can also view stocks collections, such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moments to invest. And Robinhood is giving listeners of MMA Roasted a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up at MMAroasted.RobinHood.com. Cody Stamen, 18-2, and two, amazing fighter, kicking some butt. How you doing, man? 
I don't know about amazing. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, nah, man. man. I just uh, I just woke up from a nap. I went hunting this morning. Nice. Yeah, life was good. What were you hunting for? I was pheasant hunting. Pheasant hunting? Pheasant hunting. Yeah, pheasant hunting. You know, doing some some redneck shit. Uh, now, where do you still live in uh, Michigan? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was way up north. I was, uh, I was in Emily City, which is like kind of up by the thumb of Michigan. Um, yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. My dad, my dog, and I, we went, yeah, we went and did some pheasant hunting. It was, uh, a really, really good time. And how big are pheasants? Are they, they like, crawl on the, on the ground, right? Aren't they, like, little rodents, kind of? Yeah, they're, they're like, size of, like, a, a chicken. Hmm. And then, like chickens that can fly. And then, do you, like, eat them afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're really, really good. Really good. They're, like, the, probably like the best-tasting, like, game bird. I mean, it literally tastes just like chicken. Ah. Like, I mean, it pretty much is like a chicken. Does your dog eat them too? Uh, he doesn't eat them, but he chases them. Ah, got That's it. Job. Now, I was watching some. First of all, I've been I think to more of your fights than anybody else ever. I was at your fight against Terry Onware. I was at your fight against Brian Caraway, and I was at your fight at two thirty-five. I went to three out of three out of four fights. Yeah. And you've always, good luck, Chad. Yeah, and you've always won. Uh, I got. I got to admit, I was actually rooting for Terry on the first one, only because I, I like knew him. Um, he, he's, he, he's like been on my show a <laughs> bunch of times. I'm glad you're being honest. <laughs> well, he was a friend of mine, but I knew he was in trouble because yeah. his um. He's cool. He's a cool freaking dude. Yeah, I knew he was in trouble though because like the week before your fight. They called me for like Bubba Jenkins' number. His manager was like, "Hey, we need to learn how to wrestle," and I was like, "Uh oh, uh, this might not go well." Uh, but yeah. um, but you were you were a really good wrestler. Now you were uh, a, a D two All American. No, no, dude. Actually, uh, that's not even true. I I didn't wrestle that game really. That's like uh, it's just on Wikipedia. I I I, uh, I wrestled in a few open tournaments in college, and but I never. Uh, I never, I, and I I walked into Grand Valley's room. I wrestled with the team a lot. I went to school there, but no, I mean, as a club team, it wasn't, you know what I mean? It was not like a, it wasn't like a serious thing. I just didn't see any point in dedicating any time to it. And at the time, I was I was boxing in Michigan's Golden Gloves tournament. And uh, like I, I couldn't, I really didn't have time to do both and go to school and work. Wow. Yeah, no, because I, yeah, because I think maybe because the way that you're built, people just assume that you were like an all-American wrestler. They just uh, no. I mean, I, I was I was really really good in high school. Um, I was really good on my feet in high school. I had a really good takedown. Like I was, I went like two years in high school, and I never gave up takedown. I I set the single season takedown record at my school. So I mean, I was a I was a good I was a really really good athlete. I should say. Like I I didn't I didn't just wrestle though. I played football. I ran track. You know, I, I played all the sports. I I played rugby. Like I I played all the sports I could in high school. So I was like a, I was like a multi-sport athlete, but I was never really like that focused on, on just wrestling. Did you place in the Michigan State tournament? I'm sorry, no, I didn't. No, I uh, I got in I got in a little trouble uh, my senior year, and I uh, I never got to I never got to wrestle. I injured, defaulted out my junior year, so that was probably what led me to you know compete in MMA. Is because I never really got the satisfaction. You know, out of wrestling that that I felt like I you know had earned. So, um, yeah, I, uh, right out right out of high school, I started I started boxing, and that you know that obviously led to uh, me fighting in MMA. Now, what do you mean you got in a little trouble this senior year? What what happened? 
honestly, the, 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 real, the true story of this is we had a wrestling tournament the next day. We were wrestling uh, New, Year's, New Year's Day. It was New Year's Eve. I went out. I was driving my buddies around in my one of my uh, one of my dad's work trucks because it fit like you know seven people. A bunch of dudes in my truck all getting wasted. I was driving sober. I got pulled over. Everyone had open containers, and I ended up getting a minor transporting alcohol. Lost my driver's license for six months oh. and uh, got thrown off the SEC court. Wow. I didn't even know that was even a thing. I didn't know you can get in trouble for not drinking. It, it, should, it really shouldn't be. You know what I mean? I was like being a responsible one, but because they were like, there was a bunch of a booze in the car. I was the, I was the driver, apparently, in Michigan. You're responsible for that. So I ended up getting pretty fucking shafted in that deal. Uh, so the takeaway, what, yeah, I mean, that uh, sucks. It worked out. It, I mean, I sucked then, but it worked out all right. Yeah, yeah. And then. Now, I read that your mom got you into boxing and MMA. Your mom told you to do yeah, MMA. True story. That's crazy. True story. Yeah, yeah. My mom, it was a birthday present. It was a birthday present for my mom. I actually came home. I came home uh, for, you know, have like, you know, breakfast with my family on Sunday, whatever. I came home and I had a black eye and I was pretty banged up. I got, I'd gotten a, a, a street fight the night before and, uh, this wasn't like a, an occurrence that, that happens, you know, um, it wasn't uncommon, you know, for me to come home, like, you know, after a fight and be a little banged up. And, uh, you know, my mom was just like, listen, like, I, like, I don't, you know, you're going to end up getting in a lot of trouble. You're going to hurt somebody. Something's going to happen. She's like, you know, I'll, I'll buy you a membership to an MMA gym. She's like, if you go and you promise me you don't get in street fights anymore. I said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Anyways. And so, I did. I started training in MMA, and uh, you know I didn't get any fights. And then I started, you know, getting get MMA fights. Uh, you know, I fought. Shit, I think I think I was uh, 18, almost 19. I turned pro when I was 22, so I, I had 20 20 amateur fights over you know the course of three years. And uh, yeah, I turned pro when I was 22, and, and over here. Yeah, you went 19 and one as an amateur. You won seven belts. How come you had so many amateur fights? It was it was just, it was common in Michigan. You know what I mean? Well, one I was making money selling tickets. Uh, you know, making money with sponsorship. Um, so it was like it was like a supplemental income thing. You know, I I was making a little bit of extra money on the side, and you know, so I wanted to fight as much as I could. And I kind of had that like wrestling grind, wrestling mentality. You know, like a wrestling season, you you wrestle fifty times, and then you wrestle freestyle, and you wrestle another fifty times. You know, so I was wrestling a hundred times a year. You know what I mean? So I just like, I'd, I, like I said, I was a multi-sport athlete. I was just used to competing all the time. So, like, any fight that popped up, I just kept fighting. You know, like, I wasn't that guy that was like, you can only fight every two months. Like, I fought twice in one night. I fought, like, back-to-back weekends, uh, like, two or three different times. And just because there was opportunities for fights. You know, I was going all over Michigan, Ohio, uh, you know, anywhere I could get, you know, in an MMA fight. I, I was going there, you know what I mean? So, um you know, for me, I didn't really look at, at fighting the same way, you know, we look at it now. I just I just wanted to fight. Yeah, well, I mean, you're pretty good at it. I mean, you're really good at it. Then you won. Then you were just killing people. And you got to the UFC. Um, you won. And then you fought uh, Tom, what's his name, Tom Dukanoy? Or du- how do you say his last name? I forgot. I think it's Dushinois. <laughs> Dushinois? So you caught, you caught, fought Tom <laughs> du- Dushinois. 
And um, I thought you won that fight. Like I thought you won the fight. I thought they, I thought, they, and then but you were mad at Rogan, right? Rogan and uh, DC. You thought they were kind of being biased towards uh, Dushin Wash. I mean, in hindsight, you know, it was like, uh, like Tom Dushin Wash was the man. I was like some fucking dorky kid from the Midwest. Um, you know, that was that was fighting the man. You know, so I mean, it was obvious that you know they probably had like a whole rap sheet about what this kid's done and. You know, what had I done? I was just, you know, I was just a, uh, you know, like I said, a, a kid from the Midwest who really didn't have the notoriety or the respect that Duke and I did because, you know, I didn't fight in the big promotions like he did. You know, so, like, in hindsight, I wish I wouldn't have said anything, you know, about that because I think, you know, Joe and uh, uh, Daniel Cormier, they do a good job, and, and that's, what, that's a hard, that's a really hard job. But, yeah, I mean... It was just like that was like my my coming out fight, you know. That was a fight where, you know, people got to see you know what I was about, see that you know I was like a legit dude because I beat like the number one prospect in MMA. Yeah, and I thought I, I thought you were gonna win that fight because I thought he was a little limited. I thought he was a great striker, but that your that your ground game was gonna, you know, overcome what he what what he had. So yeah, I mean, the, the I actually beat him. You know, I outstruck him on our feet too. You know, he he was a great striker, but you know, it's a combination of of you know being able to take people down and I think being able to box. Not a lot of guys in MMA can box. You know, that that is what you know messes guys up. The fact that I can like push guys backwards, you know, and throw punches moving forward and backwards, and then you know when they get too close or you know they get too far, you know, I, I'll take them down. Have you had any actual boxing matches? Sure. Yeah, I'm 10-0 as an amateur boxer. Wow, 10-0. See, they never talk about that. They, they never... Yeah, I mean, uh, no one, I mean, everybody always talks about, you know, what I do as a wrestler. I mean, but, you know, I've won most of my, my fights, you know, on my feet. I mean, the, the takedowns are always there. But, you know, I don't take guys down and necessarily try to, like, hold them down. Like, that's not something, like, I take guys down to, like, wear on them and to, like, fuck their game up. Not because I'm trying to, like, take them down, hold them down for a whole round, you know? I mean, if you watch my fights, I don't really try to hold guys down. No, no, I take no. them down, I let them back up, and then I strike with them, and then I take them down again, and I let them back up, you know? And against Perez, you know, that strong little bastard, I couldn't take him down to save my life. The, 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 uh, the Caraway fight was closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought, I was like, oh, no, Brian's going to have a tough night, and he did have a tough night. You won that fight, but it was, it was pretty close. Were you nervous when the, when, when the judges... When went to the judges, were you like, oh, shit, I hope they don't give it to Brian? So, in my head, in my head, it was a landslide. I mean, I knew I lost the first round, but I knew I won the second and third round. Like, yeah, you know, Brian really, I mean, he doesn't throw, he doesn't, he, obviously, he's, he's not very good on his feet. Like, he just throws, he just comes forward, and he, like, throws the same, he throws, like, really weird shit, you know? He doesn't really, his technique is bad, so it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of unorthodox, hard to figure out. And he, and he, like, marches you down. But, you know, I felt like I was the one landing the hard shot. I felt like I was stuck in his takedown. You know, like, you know, I, I was out I was out landing him. You know, I didn't, I didn't really think he was hitting me with anything hard. But so in my head, I was like, yeah, I whooped, his, I whooped him. You know, I, I, I didn't even think, even, even in that last minute, like, he was throwing all his punches. Like, you know, I was blocking him. Like, nothing was really happening. And, like, that choke that he got at the very end, it wasn't tight. He just he just saw those button like was trying to you know do something for the judges but I mean it was in my head like I whooped him but you know it, and then I rewatched the fight and it actually looked a lot closer you know but that's how he 
he does that. Like he's really good at like, yeah, dragging you into you know his like style of fight, you know, and and you know that's why he's so successful even at you know the high levels is because like he is really really good at like imposing his game. Plan and it was also in Vegas. But, you know, it I, was he, in Vegas even, where he, even now after watching the fight, I still think I won. Yeah, I mean it was also in Vegas. It was like that was like where he's from, you know, like so people were kind of definitely yeah. That was a close fight until he hit that that crazy submission that I've never even seen before. Is, is, is that right, is, right. is that hard? Is that like something where you're like, oh man, because you weren't really training for that move? Yeah, I mean, that, that I mean that's that, that's a weird deal, right? Like I I was like I was knew I knew like in that first round I felt like I was taking him down, I was pushing him back, like I was doing exactly what I was supposed to do to beat him. You know, and like I, I knew I won that, and then I like I right in the beginning of the second round, I threw a head kick, and I just like felt it like crush his freaking head, like my foot just smacked him in the face, and I like, pointed at him, and I got like kind of I, I was getting kind of cocky, you know, and that and, like I think he honestly I think he got pissed, and like I was like dancing around, and he was like dead serious, and then like the, like the, everything shifted in the fight, you know what I mean? I stopped, kept backing him up, you know, throwing hard punches. I was kind of dancing around. I wasn't fighting my, my game plan. And then, you know, really, really what I did that was bad was we were on the cage. And instead of, like, defending the takedown, I tried to, like, bunk roll. I tried to hit a Granby roll out of, a, out of, a, um, out of like, a body lock he had me on the cage. And that was the beginning of the end. Like, I was just, I was just like, being cocky trying to hit, like, a, like a you know, a sweet move. And, you know, Alderman's a, a stud. He fucking stuck me. He got me in a position where he's really, really good, and you know I was in a bad spot. You know I didn't think I was in trouble. Like I, I mean, I knew I was in trouble. Like because I'm obviously you know freaking he's got the boots in. I'm getting freaking you know punched like uh, you know like a punching bag. But uh, you know I thought I was getting up. I was like pissed. I'm like man, I cannot believe I did that. You know what I mean? And then suddenly, you know, as I'm standing up, my knee just like snaps. Oh uh, no! And I scream, grab my grab my knee and fight's over, you know, I mean, it wasn't like, uh, it was just a reaction thing, like, like, I, I mean, I've watched it a million times, like, like, I didn't tap, I literally just screamed, grabbed my knee, and then reached for his head, like, I was trying to, like, peel his, like, his head off, but, I mean, it was, it was 100%, it was a just stoppage, you know, I was, I was in pain, and then I stood up, and I was like, it didn't feel that bad, it didn't feel as bad as it felt, you know, and it ended up being, I, I tore a muscle in my calf, which was probably like the loud pop that I heard, and then I had an LCL sprain. So, but really, it, it only set me back like, you know, four weeks. Mm. You know, out, you know, outside of the actual, you know, losing the fight, which was going to hurt me for the rest of my life because I fucking hate losing. But, um, you know, the, the injury wasn't as bad as like what I had thought it was going to be. But before that fight, he was calling you a tool, and you're like, I'm going to knock this fucker out. Were you guys cool afterwards or no? Yeah, no, no, for real, I. uh like he texted me, he was like, "Yeah, man." He, yeah. like, he wrote me on Instagram. He's like, "Hey, if anybody knows about losing, losing a really, really messed up way, it's me." You know, he goes, and he he was actually, uh, you know, all, all bullshit aside, you know, all the shit we talked. Uh, you know, I got a lot of respect for the guy after after we fought, because um, he was, you know, what I mean, just it was just kind of like, you know, I, I'm a fighter. I've been there. I get it, man. It sucks. You know, good luck in the future. And I kind of said the same thing to him. I was like, "Hey, man." That's, 
it's just really classy that you came and, you know, brought me this message. You know, best of luck to you in the future, too. And, you know, we're now we're both we're both back, uh, you know, back to, uh, you know, climbing the ranks. You know, I think he's number three now. I'm back to number 10. You know, that, that's a fight. You know, him and I think we'll probably see each other in the future. You know, I, don't, I think it's inevitable. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I mean, you're, you know, re- you're really hard on yourself. That, you know, kind of kind of on our way up in our career, you know. I'll see him again. And next time I'll be a little more, more uh, prepared. You're, dude, you're so hard on yourself, though. I watched your interview after your last fight, and you were like, yeah, I don't know what was wrong, and you won. And you were like, I, I, I couldn't get started. I'm so much better than this. This is, I mean, you acted like you lost even though you won. Is that is that healthy? Is it, does that work for you, or is it something that you were like, man, I, I wish I wasn't so hard on myself? Uh, I mean, it was just honestly, I just honestly didn't feel good about it after after everything was done. You know, um, you know, I watched the fight, I felt a little bit better about it, but I mean, literally, like in my head when the fight got over with, I felt like fucking uh, Perez like didn't do anything the whole fight. Like I literally felt like he threw like ten punches that whole fight, and he was just standing there like with his hands up. Like, just trying to counter, like, land a, like, big bomb counter shot. You know what I mean? So, it was, like, hard for me to, like, get in on him and throw stuff. And, like, my game plan going into that fight was to counter him, you know? So, like, there was a lot of moments in that fight where I was, like, faking and feigning and moving, trying to draw him in to throw in something. And then he was just backing up. And so, it, it, just, it just wasn't the fight that I had planned, you know? He was more – I saw him be way more aggressive against pretty much every other <coughs> – person that he fought and then against me he just kind of stood there he didn't do anything you know I thought he was going to throw a ton of jabs and I was going to counter his jabs you know he threw like three the whole fight so it was just uh, it just wasn't a fight I thought it was going to be like a really really high impact explosive fight and it just wasn't the fight that I that I wanted you know coming off a loss so uh, you know after watching it I'm not like I'm like not disappointed with myself you know I feel like I did a really good job you know preparing for that fight on four weeks notice you know, I beat a guy that hadn't lost in years. Um, so, like, I'm not, like, I'm over it. You know what I mean? But I want to be more offensive than that, like, moving forward. I want to be, like, I want to be known for being, like, freaking killer. You know, I don't want to be known for a guy that's edging out decisions. And, you know, I've done that a few times in my USC career now. You know, Caraway, that was a super close fight. You know, Perez, I don't feel like it was that close of a fight. I think I beat him all three rounds. But it wasn't that fun to watch. You know, even me watching it, like, watching myself, I'm like, man, if I'm a fan, I'm like, I'm, I'm not that thrilled with this fight. You know, like there was a lot of technical shit that was going on, but people don't want to see technical shit. They want to see guys getting in there and, and throwing, you know what I mean? And I have the ability to fight that kind of fight. Um, you know, I just need a little bit better dance partner. Uh, you know what? People want to see people that win. You got to win. I was there. Nobody was complaining about the fight. Nobody was booing. It was a good fight. There was one time he did slam you on your head that I was like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude. That, dude, honestly, Alejandro Perez is the strongest dude I've ever fought in my life. I swear to God. Stronger than stronger than Brian Caraway, stronger than Aljamain Sterling, way stronger than that French kid, Duchenois. Um, cause he, he's like he's like twenty five pounder, but um dude how, how Perez is no joke. Like the dude is freaking freakishly strong. No, I don't do it. I can't tell you I've never been picked up like that in my life. Like no one in the gym, guys that are 180 pounds don't do that shit to me. Like, dude, when he was picking me up and I was just like, oh shit, what is going on? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was, it was crazy, man. He got like superhuman strength. 
he no, really is great strong. Like, no, when I saw it, I thought you know, at first like, I thought you I, threw him. I took, I, was like, I took Elton Sterling down four times in the first round. Dude, I could not. Dude, Alejandro Perez, man, I hit that kid, hit his legs. It was like hitting a freaking wall, dude. He was strong as shit. No, I, I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I thought you threw him. Then I realized he threw you, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's, that was not what I was expecting at all. It was Right. No, me neither. Like, I didn't even know he could wrestle. I didn't even know that. You know, I honestly didn't know that. I thought I was just going to blow him over the double leg. That's what the I way thought, he, like, too. My shot. I think that might have been, like, really why I was so pissed. It's because, like, I've always taken everyone down. Yeah. <clears throat> and I could not take him down. Where do you train out of? What's that? Do you train at a Michigan top team? Where, where do you train out of? Yeah. I train at Michigan top team, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I do the majority of my training. Now, I, you know, I bounce around, too. Now, I go to, like, uh, I, there's a couple, of, like, real good boxing gyms in Detroit. And then I go to, uh, I go to Canada, and I work with uh, TJ Laramie uh, a lot. She's a really good training partner for me. Tough kids in Canada. Yeah, I know who he is. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. You know, I used to I used to train all over the place. I you know I trained at Alpha Male, I trained at America Top Team. I lived in Vegas for a while. I trained all over the place, but you know, I want to get back to doing that, man. Cause I feel like that's that's something I need to do. I need to uh, I need different looks. I need uh, I need to work with some different training partners, different coaches, get a different fresh look. You know, because uh, you know moving forward, you know there's a lot of bad motherfuckers at 135 pounds, and like I need to you know I need to be the best, do you, the do best you... I can be if I'm gonna go out there and compete with these guys. Now I like picture you living by yourself in like the woods in Michigan. Is that is that what is that what happens with like a big deer carpet on the ground or something, or a big bear carpet? Is that who you live with or nobody? Hold on, I'm, I'm, I couldn't hear you. My freaking dog was barking. Well, I like pi- I like picture you living out in the woods in like a in like a little, little hut with like a big bear carpet in like a fireplace, is that how you live? Or do you have roommates? Or who do you live, you live with? Uh, your parents? I mean, I do have, I do have the big uh, animal rug. Um, I don't have the fireplace, though. No, I mean, that, that's, ideally, that's how I would live. Yeah. Um, no, I have, uh, I live in the suburbs, though, unfortunately. You know, I can't, uh, I, haven't, I haven't beat enough guys up to go buy that big log cabin in the woods yet. But if I, if I could, that's, that's how I would live. Are you able sure. to, like, support yourself financially and not have to have a uh, day job? Uh, no, I don't, no, no, no day job. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Cause a lot of times I talk to fighters I mean, who are like part-time Uber drivers or like, and they're ranked number like seven or they work at strip clubs as bouncers. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, one of our co-hosts, Vince Pichel, he has, uh, he has like three different jobs. He's like an electrician. He's that, that, and then he's training to fight in Gregor Gillespie. And I'm like, dude, you gotta, you can't have all these jobs if you're fighting these, these top notch people. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, coming up as an athlete, I had, you know, I, I, I choose to train a lot of people. I taught classes everywhere. I guess I still do train a few people and I do teach, I do teach at a couple of gyms, but it's pretty, it's pretty seldom. Like, it's not like, it's like a few hours a week, you know, just for like, I don't even really do it for money. I do it mainly just to stay busy. You know what right, I mean? It's right, not right. like a. It's really, it's not really that expensive to live in Michigan. So you know, the money I make as an athlete, I don't really, you know, I don't really need, uh, I don't really need much more. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm not like most guys. You know, I'm pretty smart with my money. Got it. And then you married, have a girlfriend, Tinder, Bumble, Soul Swipe. What's your, uh, a lot, of, a lot of chicks out there, Michigan girls. Yeah, there's a lot of strip clubs in Michigan. <laughs> no, not strip. Uh, no, not strip clubs. Meet and greets, Adam. 
No, no, I'm saying like, 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 what's your like? Do you are you do you have a girlfriend or married? No, 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 I have a girlfriend. Yeah, I got, a, I got a girlfriend. Sorry, I thought you asked me uh, about strip clubs. Oh no, I, I didn't. I don't. That's on your mind. I, I was saying, uh, like, <laughs> how long have you had this girlfriend for? Uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been dating the same girl for a couple of years. Nice. So that that keeps me out of a lot of trouble too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does she want to uh, to get married? A, a ring, babies? Uh, she does. Um, we'll see. <laughs> this is the most serious you've gotten on the, on the podcast so far. Well, listen, sounds like she's, a, sounds like she's a good girl. If she's with you now, you know, she, you can't, you know, cause when you become the, the UFC champion, they're all going to come out of nowhere. All the bottle right, bitches. Well, I mean, she was, and, so she was with me before the UFC too. So, yeah, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta respect that. Of course, that's a good. That's a girl you want to keep because once you can become champion, they're all going to come out. All the all the the bottle yeah, hose. No, and, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm not trying to sound like the fucking man here. I'm definitely not, but they're starting to come out already. Oh, oh, they're you, starting you, to come out. You know, I'm the only UFC fighter in Michigan. You know that. You know, so the the MMA the MMA groupies. You know, they're they're out. They're in full effect. So then, so when they they're, say you to you know, like, fighting, hey, they say, hey, like, DMs. hey, saw you on TV. You're really cute. You know, you want to hang out? What do you tell them? You have a girlfriend? I mean, how do you do? You not respond? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I usually just like their message. There's <laughs> that. That's a freaking awesome feature that you can do on Instagram. Oh, nice. Hey, you know, blah blah. blah you know, we should we should get dinner sometime. I'll just like their message. Ah, that's good. But I won't respond. Yeah. I, I won't respond. You know what I mean? So they're like super confused. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, why is this guy? Why is he doing this? Mm. So weird. <laughs> I like it. It's a good strategy. I like it. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah, just messes, messes with him. So I know after your last fight, you were like, I'm going to go find Sean Shelby and tell him to get me another fight in two weeks. Did you do that or no? Um, I told him I want to fight in June. I told him I want to fight in June. Um, they, I mean, I, I did. I did say that. You know, I I, uh, I didn't find Sean, but I told the manager, was, yeah, man, I want to get back in there. You know, I'm, I'm injury-free. I want to get back in there soon. You know, I don't want, I don't want a big layoff this time around, you know, get back in there, get another paycheck. Um, and he was like, honestly, they're, they're booked like way through April and like most of May. And like, there's only a few guys that you could fight, you know, so we're probably looking at June, July. So I'm like, all right. So that like, that I like, got thrown out the window really fast. I was like, I mean, this is like that night. <laughs> I found this out. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to fight June, July, you know, fighting out I'm healthy and the right opportunity comes up, you know, I'm not, I really don't want a big layoff. You know, I'd like to fight three, at least three times this year. Um, just stay active. You know, I'm not necessarily, you know, everyone's like, go fight, go fight Dominic Cruz and then, then fight for the belt the next fight. I'm like, I don't think you really know how this MMA thing works, man. You know, you kind of, you got to, like, that's not, you got to get a streak going. And then, you know, I, you know, I just, I'm, I'm one and one in my last two fights. So yeah, I, I got to get, you know, I got to get some more, uh, some more wins against tough opponents, you know. So I, I'd like to fight someone that's, that's ranked similar to what I'm ranked. And uh, you know, put on a good show, keep building that fan base, keep uh, keep building, and then you know, eventually, you know, we go after one of those one of those big boys up top. And, yeah, but you're uh, also four. Then, you're also you know, four and about, one in the UFC. I mean, talk about uh, you know, big money. You're also four and one in the UFC, though. So it's not like you're you're one and one in your last two fights, but you're four and one in your last five. So that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. I do like hearing that. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. So where can people follow you? Uh, everything's just Cody Stamen. Yeah, just Cody Stamen. Follow me on Instagram. Cause, I mean, I don't really do any shit on anything else. 
you know, Facebook. I mean, all I do is post it on Instagram, Twitter. I'm starting. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to up my my Twitter game a little bit. But man, I just I don't like it. I don't like Twitter. It's fucking weird. It is weird. You know, it's just like uh, it's a it's a it's a weird deal. I mean, I like it. I like reading people's comments, but. I don't know. I think I I struggle with like just telling people what I'm doing all day. You know. Nah, totally. I just need to get I just need to get on there and be more, more active and you know talking about fights, talking shit to people. <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, a lot of MMA fans really really like that stuff, and that's something I'm uh, I definitely miss my my repertoire. Uh, I don't know, man. You just keep doing what you're doing. You just you just keep winning. That's really that's what MMA fans like that the most. So. You know, guys who could yeah. win. So, true. listen, Cody, have a great upcoming week. Thanks for being on the podcast, and I can't wait for your next fight, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. All right, take care. Yep. Well, thank you, Grant Dawson, and thank you, Cody Stamen. Guys, listen, uh, that's the podcast today. You can see me in Reno at the Laugh Factory next week. I will be in the Reno Laugh Factory. That's... Uh, it's next week, okay? It's uh, we'll look at the day right now. I'll be there the 19th to the 24th of March. Uh, and then coming up, uh, April 19th and 20th, I'll be at the Black Box Theater in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, and then uh, July Fight Weekend, I'll be in Vegas at the Stratosphere. I'm uh, also all over the world. Go to adamhunter.com, adamhunter.com. See my whole website. Download my new CD, Adam Hunter Still Broke. Available on Spotify, iTunes, wherever CDs are sold. Also, um, if you order Amazon, go to go to AdamHunter.com first. Click my banner, click my banner, and then order whatever you want. So, thank you guys for listening to the podcast, and take care. Trap sonson, trap donson, 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 trap